Hey, welcome to the Art Condition Podcast, a weekly show that will discuss the business, community, and often undiscussed stress and mental health concerns of being a professional artist or even a serious hobbyist. I'm Joby. I've been in the tattoo and illustration professions for 25 years. My co-host is Moose, a data analyst, social media manager, and art agent. If you enjoy the content, please consider visiting the Patreon page and the show notes to help support the effort. Or if that's not an option, please like, subscribe, leave a good review, or just share with your friends. And definitely go visit the links of our guests on this episode. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This week, we are talking to Dave Cave. One of the first things you will notice about Dave's presence online is his massive IG following. By now, we are all familiar with what a hassle it can be to grow a following on social media, and some of us even find it to be a soul-killing task. What's most interesting about Dave's presence in social media isn't so much how large his audience has grown on Instagram, although that is impressive, but more so what's interesting is how relaxed he is about it. Dave has almost no pretense about his success on the platform. He will admit that it was a lot of hard work, but it was work that he enjoyed. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from this conversation. It's fine if you want to put in the grind and the hustle of social media growth, but you have to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. Or if it stops being enjoyable, stop doing it. You might be thinking, well, that's easier said than done. But really, none of this is easy. It's not about what's easy. It's about what makes you happy. Dave himself isn't going to rely on Instagram forever. In fact, he's got other plans in the works as we speak. The fact is that there are other ways to find your audience and market yourself. And you'll hear about a good bit of that in this conversation. Along with some social media game plans that might be useful for you as well. Let's listen. Dave, man. Dave, Dave, Dave. Welcome back, dude. Thank you so much for coming in again to talk to us. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dave is, Dave is drawing while we talk to him. That's, that's how seriously he takes this. It's, uh... This is like one of those things where you like plan it three weeks in advance, and then you forget about it, and then three weeks goes by, and you're like, cool, I agreed to this. So... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, never agree to anything that we ask you. <laughs> Dave, tell that, us a little... That's how you get me to agree to stuff, though, is like if you plan something tomorrow, I'm probably going to say no, but if it's like three weeks from now, that's how, that's how to get me. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> Before we started recording, we established the fact that you cutting us off is why we're here, the other way we try and avoid, but tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, how did you get into art and why are you still doing it? Um, so right now I'm a freelance artist. A lot of people know me through from Instagram. I used to be a caricature artist and in the future, I hope to be like a, like working at a studio or being just be something big and cool working on star Wars or something. What got you into and, art uh, though? Oh, um, in like, I mean, I always drew like as a kid, but like in high school, uh, you know, everyone was like always talking about like, what are you going to college for? Blah, blah, blah. And I had like nothing in mind, but I knew I liked to draw a lot. So 
I just kind of like totally leaned. I, I knew I didn't like English class or math or economics or whatever. So I was like, oh, I doodle a lot. So I guess I'll lean into drawing now, whatever. I'm an artist now. <laughs> and uh, from that point on. So I guess that's kind of late to, I don't know, for most people, everyone's like, everyone says they started like when they were a kid. I guess I kind of like really started when I was like in high school, pretty much like a sophomore in high school. <laughs> I mean, I know some people who uh, quit their job after uh, graduating college to do art, to start learning art. So the idiots. Do... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see how it goes. Oh, hold up. Uh, my push-up alarm just went off. I got to do some push-ups. I'll be right back. <laughs> hey, as long as we can keep streaming. Is it, did, did his camera freeze out? Is he for real going to do some push-ups right now? <laughs> yeah, he's going to re- for real do some push-ups. Uh, we can uh, edit this out of the VOD. It's fine. Sorry, I forgot about that. Oh, I hope when, Every uh, hour. I was hoping when you uh, ducked down that like your hair would your hair would come back like the shampoo commercial. <laughs> How many push-ups did you do? That was like super fast. Oh, I just do like ten, like like just quick ass ones, like not even going all the way down. I'm still I'm getting back into the push-up game, so I go like easy. Well, I gotta I gotta make a note to edit that part out. But uh, when you you said you started drawing, <laughs> you started drawing in high school. Like, what drew you to it, though? Like, I mean, that is, well, I don't, it's not, maybe it's a late start by comparison to some people, but I mean, it's, it's late enough in your life for you to like start getting some like real self-awareness, you know, as far as like what you do and don't like. Uh, whereas when you're a little kid, you're just like, oh, I'm drawing because drawing, whatever. But that's like a conscious decision when you're in high school. Like what, what, what instigated that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> See yet? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I was like in a, uh, I was in a, I think it was like a mixed media art class that you just like have to take. And, uh, I like, we had to design a mask and I like traced like a picture of cloud strife from final fantasy seven. I was like, I drew this, this is my mask design <laughs> and everybody liked it. So I mean, that, I was like, oh, cool, people like it. I don't know. And then uh, I just wanted people to like stuff I make, basically. So Instagram. Uh, yes, the ever-enduring I don't know. That, so I, I don't know. You know, in, like, in high school, when you're kind of like, it's kind of like the Wild West, and you're just trying to like figure out what, what you even are in this world, and then like people start like talking to you because you just scribbled something on a piece of paper. Like that was pretty cool. So I think that originally that's definitely what like kicked it off. Also, I didn't like anything else. So and you, so you didn't go to college or you didn't go to art school or anything like that. So I just kind of always been like self-directed learning. Oh, um, I mean, I went to like right out of high school. I went to Laguna College of Art and Design for like a semester. And it was it was a far drive. Um, I was driving there like every day from San Diego. Um, it was like a two hour or an hour drive sometimes, two hours on like busy days. And uh, I didn't really like that school. I, I know it's like a good school, but 
I kind of like I was pretty a pretty cocky dude. I'm definitely not that now, but I just felt like I was better than everybody, and there was no one there really like pushing me. Like even the teachers were like, I mean, they're good, but they're not they're not doing like what I want to do. So I stopped going there, and I went to community college for like two years after that. And there were actually like really good like art teachers at the at Palomar College, the college I went to. Um, and they had taught that like most of them had previously taught at a place called Art Center in Pasadena, which is where I eventually ended up going, which cost a lot of money. They all, but they all convinced me to go there. And it ended up being like a good thing. I mean, despite the huge tuition cost. <laughs> I um, something. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say like that, like question, like, are you set? self-taught or like where did you go to art school it's like a it's like yeah i went to art school but i i kind of just like it was always like a self-taught thing like from high school and i was kind of always doing my own thing like throughout all those art school classes i would just kind of like cherry pick the things i liked and uh so i don't know it's like half and half self-taught and art school no, that's a really like huge asterisk. Everything I'm doing now on like Instagram is like self-taught, other than like the figure drawing stuff. Sorry, it's actually a, a really interesting point. Uh, that idea of you know self-guided, in a sense, like all education is self-guided because like no one's holding a gun to your head, even to go to college. You know, like no one's making you show up for class or making you do the assignments. And like you said, you're you were kind of cherry picking. I don't know if we're being honest with ourselves like all educational experience is kind of cherry picking it's not like you are going to take every single thing from every professor or teacher that's ever talked to you and you have to incorporate it and synthesize it in your own way at some point anyway right this is i don't know this is a tangent but it's kind of blowing my mind well, I, I like this new way of thinking about education <laughs> I mean, there are like certain like occupations, like plumbing, like you have to learn like certain, like what certain tools do and stuff like that. Um, with art though, it's super, uh, like, it's like teaching someone how to run fast. It's like, you can tell someone like, you just run faster, but like, like it's not going to like make you faster, you know? So it's like usually like something you have to, um, you know, do yourself, you have to put in the work yourself. It's like That's, repetition, uh, all the stuff I could say about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. Maybe that only applies to art <laughs> or creative, creative endeavors. Let's say. Uh, I was just, I was just gonna ask Moose. Moose. I was just gonna ask, hey Moose, what were you, what were you gonna say? <laughs> He's back already. Yes. All right. Uh, point of order. Uh, looks like the stream went down for a little while. It came back. Uh, not sure what's going on. Oh no! Oh, it, yeah, I don't. That's weird. It never interrupted on my end. So uh, I think I mean it was a, a black screen though. So I'm not sure if you were doing something uh, alt tabbed or something, Joby, or not. But yeah, just uh, edit this out of the, fi the final version because you know we're saying the words edit this out of the final version. Let's see if we actually edit it out of the final version. Okay. Right. What Your were you guys say this? Sucks. <laughs> you were gonna say something before Moose. So I've noticed that um, when it comes to uh, c people coming out of college, whether it's uh, 
a brand name one or a community college that they're often underprepared to get jobs immediately after college? Was that your experience as well, or were you able to start finding work right out the bat? Um, well, I was a I was already a caricature artist at like live uh, theme parks, so I kind of just kept doing that for like seven more years after college. Um, I don't think I was very prepared, not because of the school, just because I had no idea what I wanted to. I, I, like my major was like illustration design, which has nothing to do with like the entertainment industry that I now want to go into. I didn't know that back then. So and illustration design is basically like they were preparing me to be a freelance illustrator for like at the time, like they were really pushing like editorial illustrations because that's still kind of like it's like a big uh it's like it's like the one of the only avenues a freelance illustrator can like get into right now i'd say like editorial it's like one of the easiest i guess and what i'm talking about is like newspaper illustrations and like magazine stuff which are you know kind of like the magazines exist anymore but even so there's still people are still always looking for like like op-ed pieces and stuff like that. That was the type of stuff I was trained to do. And it kind of went hand in hand with like the caricature work I was doing at the time. So, Well, it's also interesting because uh, of all the people that we know that have been you know, doing work, commissions of any sort, freelance work of any sort, uh, nobody has actually been going in that direction, even though you mentioned it's one of the easiest ones to get into. Yeah, because everyone wants to be like the Magic the Gathering fantasy artist, riot, splash illustration artist. Like, that's the hard stuff. (laughs) Look up, uh, you know, like Adele Rodriguez, people like Brian Ray. They're doing like little doodles for like a thousand bucks a pop. And it's like, it's it's not super easy to get into. You have to have good ideas. They're all like very infographic, uh, they're almost like norman rockwell type style illustrations like where like he's telling a story but it's done with uh in a more interesting way now like the the overly rendered painterly style isn't really sought after in that uh, realm right now that's more in the like fantasy illustration area um you just have to have like funny ideas or like interesting like i don't know I'm not an expert on it, though, even though I went to school for it. Well, that style. I, I, I think I got like two assignments for the end, the New York Times back then. And it, that's only because my teacher was like Brian Ray, who was the art director. And he probably just like felt bad for me or something. <laughs> but yeah. that style always struck me as much as uh, uh, or being as much as uh, like graphic design as illustration, you know, like the way that you have to sort of choreograph the compositions and the the style of it and i don't know that that that's what always kind of steered me away from that kind of thing because i just I, graphic design and my brain just don't work well together <laughs> yeah i did uh there were like a few classes where like everyone else was doing like amazing stuff and i was just drawing like i don't know elsa from frozen she's cool uh, <laughs> so i mean it was kind of like depressing too like coming out of college i was like i guess i'm not good enough so that's kind of why i stuck with caricatures for so long which is not like uh like you can 
make a living doing it, but like barely. So it was like pretty rough for a while. But I mean, I was happy. I don't know. I got to drink Red Bull as much as I wanted. So. <laughs> and you also mentioned, uh, you know, having people around you to push you. And certainly I imagine at art center, you would have that, but then coming out of college, uh, what played that role for you as far as, you know, having inspirations that, uh, made you want to keep pushing forward? Um, well, I mean, definitely the people I worked with at theme parks, there was some pretty good, uh, caricature artists that had been doing it for like, you know, like 20 years, 15, 20 years. So, and I kind of, at that point I kind of, I didn't really have any direction still. Like I was like, I don't know. So I, I really leaned into the caricature artist and that's when I like try to get better. And I would just kind of like focus on getting better at caricatures. I could drop names, but like nobody knows you who they are. So yeah, no worries. <laughs> it's like uh, Joe Bloom. I don't know. Brian Oaks. I would check the, them out. If you're into like cartoony stuff. The only character artist name that I know is uh, that dude, Cat or Court Court Jones. Court Jones. Yeah, and only because yeah, I've done a few gigs with him. Oh, really? (laughs) Okay, yeah, I only know that because of you know the shit that he does with Proco and stuff, and you know. Oh no! Yeah, he's here in San Diego. Like, you as a caricature artist you get these things called gigs where you do like caricatures at like weddings or like birthday parties or bar mitzvahs and we're all part of the same like like company that sends us out i'm not anymore but uh yeah we would wind up at some of the same ones sometimes he was here his i mean his painted stuff is cool but his party sketches kind of kind of boring kind of boring court jones step it up man where are you at dude um, well, <laughs> at, at some point during this conversation, we're going to come back to your, your current career, um, and kind of sort of making the leap from caricature to what you're doing now, but in between now and then, uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about your experience with social media, um, because, uh, as someone who's starting to follow your work now, uh, will quickly notice, uh, a pretty major accomplishment, which is hitting 100,000 plus on, on Instagram. Um, what, whatever you feel about Instagram or follower counts, I know, you know, that conversation has had, has been had ad infinitum ad nauseum. Nonetheless, you can't help but realizing the implications of that. Like, wow, that's kind of a thing. <laughs> So we're curious to know a little bit more about like what that process was like and kind of uh, what its implications have been for you. Uh, what was involved in that achievement and like what was happening at that time when Instagram was really working for you? Um, I will. I mean, to be, I may have misled you. It's still working for me. I'm just not as focused on it, but, um, but I mean, we can, we'll get into that. Um, uh, what, uh, so, I mean, my, I had a few posts kind of like pop off and like they, like my normal, like, like count was like 40 likes at the time. And then all of a sudden I had one that was like 7,000 
And so I just tried to replicate that uh, same post over and over again, which was a hard post. It was like a, it was an old homework assignment from Art Center of like, of like 50 Disney faces, like expression studies. So I was like, damn, I guess I have to keep doing expression studies. So for a while I was doing like a hundred like Disney face studies and like every single one of them was like getting like thousands of likes and I was getting like a lot of followers. I was like, I might as well just keep uh, just seeing where this goes. I started getting a lot of commissions. So, and it like eventually got to a point where I could just like quit my day job, my day job. I was like making the same exact amount that I was making at like Legoland where I was working at the time. And I was like, all right, I don't want to be here anymore. So, <laughs> and, uh, so, so that begs the question. Um, I was going to ask about the, how frequently you're going to po- you're posting, but it's more interesting to know about the commission work. Cause my understanding from uh, Instagram was that it was all low paying stuff. So was this low paying, um, quick commissions or were there, you know, commissions that were paying hundreds or thousands of dollars? Um, it started pretty low, but I was doing like five of them a day. So I think I initially started charging like it was like 40 bucks or something. And also some of those customers have been trying to come back. Like, are you still charge 40 bucks? I'm like, no, dude. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was like five, like $40 commissions a day. I'm pretty fast. So I definitely took advantage. I mean, I'm not doing like highly rendered stuff, obviously, but uh kind of worked out i was getting a lot of commissions i don't know like it kept coming in so i like kept raising the price and it, it never got to like thousands of dollars but um i mean it would add up to that much from like the sheer amount that i was getting and uh so what type of commissions were you uh being asked to do like fan art uh saucy stuff or mostly just fan, it was like fan art a lot of like pet commissions randomly and just like get like like draw my mom with her dog, like just like a like a family friendly <laughs> commission for like I don't know her birthday coming up. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of that. Like moms, draw my mom. Uh, and yeah, they were pretty like so. I was posting like pretty saucy stuff. So, but it wasn't like NSFW. It was just kind of like I don't know, Instagram friendly <laughs> stuff. Just with exaggerated quote unquote features. Yeah. And you, but you were posting every day. Yeah. I kept posting, which is like a thing I had been doing anyway. So that wasn't like much of a, I've had my Instagram account for like, I don't know, like seven years now, like 2014 is when I started it. And it didn't pop off until like 20, the end of 2018 or something like that. But I was still posting every day for those first four years. So. And even before Instagram, I was uh, like posting on Facebook a lot, and then before that, like DeviantArt all the time. So I, I've I've been like a serial poster like my whole life, I guess. So, so it's just it's just natural. I don't know. There's one interesting part about the Instagram algorithm that most people don't know. Every so often, it will artificially spike your reach just to see how well you do. So that's what happened with your post. It artificially spiked your reach and said. All right. If more people see this stuff, will more people like it, and will it be a, uh, a higher ratio than we would expect just by uh, chance? And it turned out you did. Yours did. So they kept supplying it to you, and then your next post, it also did well. So they continued giving it to you until it became a routine thing for the, for your, and that became your baseline for that for that algorithm. Cool. 
Good do, you work, do, you work, do you work for Instagram? Like, how do you know this? Uh, I cannot say. No, I, uh, <laughs> I work uh, in cancer research, but I study algorithms. So I see what they're doing and I recognize it. Wait, am I? I'm, I'm good, right? My feed is good. Everything just started like slowing down for some reason. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I think we're good. All right, anyway. Yeah. Well, and Moose has also uh, grown, um, I, or at least one Instagram uh, uh, account into, I don't know what it's at now, but it. We got to uh, 75, but it's down to 69 now, 68. Yeah. Moose yeah, is good at kinda, Moose is good at figuring out that. Bitched you, out. No. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you do data analytics for a living, I guess you get kind of good at that. Um, but for you now, Dave, what? Um, well, I'm not, sorry, not now, but at, when you started getting those commissions, um, was there a after effect from that into your your career? Like beyond doing commissions, you know, like you, you're not doing just commissions anymore, so. Uh, like kind of what was the Instagram effect on your career between doing commissions to like what you're doing now? Is there a direct line from that or did you find your way into other stuff regardless of what Instagram was doing for you? Um, that's a good question. Cause at some point I reached out to, it was like the commissions for like a year. And then I like reached out to meet Canyon via Instagram who we hadn't I had already known him for like a year before that. Um but who knows if he would at the time he had like seven hundred followers and uh I just like kinda offered to do backgrounds for him. So I always wonder like I, at that point I had like fifty thousand followers. I wonder if he just like took me in because I had such a following. So in that case if that's the truth I don't think he would ever like admit to that, but if that's the truth then yes. <laughs> Instagram did that for me. And then of course that led to some other like smaller I'm a background artist for Meat Canyon. I've and I've done like backgrounds for other small nobody company like Cartoona, uh Nickelodeon right now. Um but uh so working for Meat Canyon led to that type of stuff. <laughs> because I didn't have a portfolio for that type of stuff before before that. I don't know why he let me work for him. I didn't have like background experience. <laughs> well, you said that you didn't have the... anybody with any, any experience. That was the thing. Yeah. And you said I knew that... I could do anything. So, <laughs> and at the time his like viewership was much smaller. So he didn't have a, he didn't like have a viewership. I think his like oh. Twitch had like seven followers. Like, uh, it was like nothing. <laughs> what made you? What made you want to start doing stuff for him? You just liked his content. Like, what happened there? Yeah, I liked his stuff, and I noticed his backgrounds were kind of, kind of bad. I kind of I like his the former backgrounds if he sees it because his wife did them. Um, but I was like, dude, I can, I have some extra time. I'll do some like dope backgrounds for you if you want. So I started. I did the first few for free. Cause it was only like one or two at a time. And now it's like at a certain point it got like, now he's doing like, we just did a cartoon that was like 42 backgrounds. I was like, you gotta, you gotta start paying me, dude. Like, 
that was going to be my um, my next question i was just trying to figure out how to navigate into it with some tact <laughs> but uh you know that's like a relationship that starts out when pro did he start bono. paying you <laughs> yeah well you know a relationship that starts out pro bono or just like with you know with with no stated expectation of payment you know if that content then starts generating a lot of money that could be a difficult i know a lot of artists that would have a, a real difficult time with that like oh shit like how like how do I deal with this now? I should probably start asking for money, but I feel weird about that and blah, blah, blah. So what, I mean, if you don't mind or if you feel comfortable talking about that, like what was that negotiation like? Did you just come right out and be like, hey, dude, pay up? It did get a little weird because, yeah, I didn't feel comfortable bringing it up. So I think there was like at a certain point, I just, I was like, I can't work for you man anymore and i didn't give him a reason so there's a few of his like earlier cartoons that are like somebody some generic background garbage and then uh i think they were probably charging him too much so he came back to me <laughs> and i was like look i'll do them for you but you, you got to start paying like enough <laughs> and uh yeah that was pretty much it my understanding has uh, been that uh it's the... it's always weird it's always weird sorry no worries Continue. my understanding has been that the the youtube algorithm has been uh not helping animation anymore so has that had an impact on like your revenue or no hell no i think for like a few months ago like there was a like some weird thing in the the i don't know the algorithm i guess where like one of his like higher like performing videos made like 200 bucks but uh like since then he makes a lot i mean and he also he, he makes more and he has like a patreon and stuff he's he's doing fine he had that kickstarter campaign which made a lot of money but for when you're he had a kickstarter for his show he's making a show called monster lab it's like a i think it's like six episodes it's still in production um, and he got like 200 grand for it. I think like after taxes and everything, he only got to keep like 130 or something like that, which is like nothing for an entire season of a show. Uh, I forgot what I was saying, but anyway, yeah. he's doing fine. He's doing yeah. fine. He's doing fine. And you successfully navigated the awkward conversations surrounding getting fair compensation for that how much of that you know was was uh you know like a plan on your part and how much of it was just kind of things working out it, i mean it wasn't in the beginning i was like i'll do a few like free backgrounds for like he's not gonna whatever nothing's gonna come out of it it's just gonna be like i just want to see some of my art in a cartoon like that's really what i wanted <laughs> and then uh his pinocchio thing popped off and uh, <laughs> here we are. So it, it was never like planned. I, I never, and that's what makes it so awkward when like bringing it up. Like I've always just been kind of like, I want it to be from the angle of doing it for fun. Cause I, I do better work that way too. But then now there's like the issue of like, man, I have 40 backgrounds to do in a week. Like you got, you got to, that's that I'm losing sleep, man. You got, <laughs> I need the compensation here. So like, definitely like there's still conversations like that, that come up where he'll give me like, since we work so fast, 
and I'm the only one doing backgrounds, like he, he's banging those storyboards out so fast that sometimes they're literally just a scribble on a page. And I'm like, what, what is this? We have to sit down and you have to explain to me what this is. <laughs> and, uh, so there's definitely like still awkward conversations. I'm actually taking a break from his next cartoon coming out. So I want to see how that works, but, uh, yeah, I don't. I again forgot what the original question was. The the con- it, you answered it. Uh, it's just all about you know the okay. conversation. <laughs> it's the it's the conversation that I'm interested in for the moment because that is so tough. Like going you know back to the start of this line of questioning, uh, artists. In, well, people have a hard time talking about finances. Like that's a kind of a general thing that you know lots of people suffer from and then i think artists in particular there's another layer of that because of everything that's wrapped up in your sense of self-worth and how it's connected to your artwork and all that shit so those conversations are always very interesting to me but um uh back to the yeah, it's hard uh, it's it's tough when like friends ask like can i commission you and i go it's gonna be uh, like a lot like I'm not giving you any, uh, and they usually like end up not getting. They're like, okay, we'll we'll think about it. It's so much easier to sell to people I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't have yeah. any emotional <laughs> investment there. You know, um, but going back to the the Instagram thing for a second. Um, so when you said that you started blowing up about 2018. You know, like, I mean, Instagram has gotten through how God knows however many iterations since then. Um, And where it's at now is, well, we can talk about that in a minute. But um, are there lessons from your experience growing your your Instagram uh, back then that would still be relevant today? Or is Instagram, you think, just too different now as far as what growth is going to look like? Uh, yeah. I think if I, like right now, I'm not too focused on Instagram. Like I still obviously post on it, but I'm not like too concerned with like getting more. I mean, it would be nice to get more followers, but I'm not like pushing that. But if I wanted to, I wouldn't. I would like study what's popular on Instagram right now or any platform and I would just like lean into whatever that is. That's how you get successful at anything, pretty much. Just uh, yeah, just like like figure out what uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> it's marketing, right? Marketing. Um, no, well, not so much marketing. I mean, if you like, just want to get a like a big following on Instagram. Uh, I mean, you could look at a guy like, do you know who Sam does art is? Does that ring a bell? Yeah, he's like the face of Instagram art at the moment. Uh, he's blown up in way like he he's at a million followers. And I think he started his account like four months ago or something. Or no, it's like a year ago now. <laughs> Feels like it's been like four months. But uh, if you look at his stuff, it's like you can tell he like sat down, like studied, like what's popular like everything what like the most popular images on instagram and he just he probably has a list of like what to like down to like composition colors uh subject matter and then also he's a really good artist so that 
uh, that helps elevate it too. But like, man, he's killing it. He's killing it right now. It looks like it's and, uh, uh, semi-realism. Pretty girls is the the crux of it. And they're very. Uh, they, it looks like like any other photo on Instagram. You know that the composition is like a. It's taken from a camera. I'm sure he's like tracing photos. But um, <clears throat> some of these uh, for sure. I mean, he's really, I mean, a lot of artists kind of use photos as their under sketch. It's, it's a thing in the industry. I don't do that, but uh, I think it's lame. But I mean, so he's an example of a guy that like, he clearly wanted to get big on Instagram at, uh, and he had a plan and uh, that's what you got to have. You just got to sit down and just kind of just do it. <laughs> Even if it's like, I don't like drawing that kind of stuff. Like, if you want to get successful on Instagram, specifically Instagram, like, you got to just play the game for a little bit until you have enough of a following to do your own thing. And then you'll fall out of, you'll fall out of style and then you'll have to do it again. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> you want to keep the, growing. That's the conundrum, right? Is that, you know, you, you grow an audience based on a certain type of content that you're producing and then you switch it and you lose a good section of your, your, uh, your audience. But I guess the ticket there is that if you've grown it so big, you can afford to lose two thirds of it and still have uh, a sizable, if, if you're sitting on top of a million followers, you can probably, you know, you lose half of that, two thirds of that. And, um, you know, you still probably have like a good circle of people. Oh, that are yeah. I mean, support you. I mean, you would, he would feel that for sure. But <laughs> like, oh my God, where's 500,000 followers on? <laughs> so always... that kind of, that kind of leads into the next uh, part of this discussion where we were going to be talking about uh, the changes to the algorithm where they uh, said directly that the CEO of the company said, we are no longer in a photo sharing website or photo sharing app. Uh, they want to sh uh, uh, send the focus to the video features, the Instagram Live, the Reels, uh, anim uh, video posts instead of uh, regular posts, and store animated stories, well, video stories. Um, did you have any thoughts about like how that's going to impact you, or are you just going to keep posting photos and not worry about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not like... I like to do things that I like to do, so I'm not going to, like, switch to videos just because that's what they're... I just like drawing still images. So if I if I ever, like, get into doing video-type stuff, then I'll probably lean into that. But uh, I don't think it's really going to affect people that are only doing still images. I mean, they're not going to get rid of photos. They built their entire company off of a photo-based platform with a billion people. So just because a million people are doing videos now, I don't think it's really going to matter. I mean, those it, people will be pushed more, but like, who, someone's always being pushed. Who cares? Yeah, I guess it's a matter right. of like, uh, <laughs> they used to be pushing someone like you. And in the future, if someone were to try to replicate you or uh, Sam uh, does art or uh, whatever it was, um, they might not be able to replicate the same process because the same features that we're pushing them might not be available to push to the next person. Yeah, I guess in that case, yeah, like that would be a, an instance where you have to like, um, you know, lean into the video thing, I guess. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it can still be done with photos, but it might be harder. 
I don't know. It's it's new. It's new. Like we'll we'll see. I, that like just started, right? So yeah, they uh, just announced it a few uh, a few weeks ago when we uh, thought to bring you on to uh, talk about the changes. Yeah, I like how you're like he's and he is an expert on all things Instagram. So well, it's either gonna be that or it's gonna be me I read ranting an article. with uh, with you uh, in the background to support me. That's one of the two uh, paths we can go down. <laughs> Well, we'll get a we'll get a little bit of both in there, maybe. Um, yeah, I I think the the object lesson is that you know that if if they if they go with video, if that's the thing, then people might not be able to approach it with the same kind of uh, formula. You know, like you were saying, you got to have a plan. And this guy, Sam does art. Sounds like he had like this very regimented plan. He did all of his like research and whatever. But if it's going in a totally different way, is, then that... go ahead. I mean, it's the same formula. It's just like you got to figure out what videos are popping off and then just do those videos. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. The video thing. But I mean, is... I think when it comes to art, though, like people expect a still image with art. Like if you're artist i don't think people are gonna like not care as much that you're not doing video content i see a lot of artists trying to do like tutorial like tutorial there's a lot of tutorials now like like how do how i do fire effects yay like i don't i guess that can work but uh uh i don't i just wanted to rag on people doing that that was the point of that yeah Uh, i noticed that too (laughs) (laughs) so what don't don't do tutorials you can do that it's just kind of like i don't maybe that's the thing right now I, it's it's always like funny to see like like w- like maybe one tutorial popped off so now everyone's doing it so I, i'm like saying that's what you should do but i'm it's also like kind of like something original at the same time i don't know man <laughs> yeah i've been uh pitching to people to do uh if they want to try doing videos to try something strange like uh watch me ruin my art where you start putting like googly eyes on it, or uh, making them fart, or destroying their hands so it no longer looks like it's a real hand, or stuff like that, just so it's like entertaining rather than educational. Yeah, that was like the second part of the CEO's like statement. It's like we're not a photo sharing app; we're an entertainment sharing app now. No one clipped that second part. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just be entertaining too. People like entertaining. I think another good thing to do that I have not done is like maybe you gotta like put your face more on your Instagram. Like people like to know the artist behind the art. I think that's where I kind of like messed up. I don't really, again, I only do like what I want to do. So, <laughs> but that's definitely a section I could have like maybe bumped up a little. Yeah, uh, there has been some uh, studies. Well, at least one study uh, where they took the um, on Reddit, where they took all the uh, record of the, how many upvotes something got a, an image related to art got. Um, if it was just the art posted by itself. If it was art posted with a man that standing next to it and art sent with a woman standing next to it. And the theory was that uh, the hypothesis was that people would upvote more if it was an attractive woman next to it. And that was true. Only to a small degree if there was a man sitting next to it, and then those were did so so much better than just the picture by itself. So they don't care if it's just um, the picture as much as if they care if there's a person sitting next to the picture. 
That's cool. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess that makes sense. <clears throat> people like people. And ladies. <laughs> and ladies slightly uh, more. In the, in the uh, chat, Don Lee O says, I mean, time-lapse vids are a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people just doing that. I think those are boring, but... Yeah. I think but I mean, the... that's a thing. You're right, that's a thing. I, well, I'm a... I'm a junkie for that kind of stuff. I love watching time lapse and process videos and tutorials, and so I'm I'm the lowest common de denominator, I guess. You, you you two are seeking out new and spicy original things, and I'm like the 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 plebeian here is like, yes, I will <laughs> take the easy well, entertainment. The important I have part, a few, is... but I, I think it's I think if they're like thirty seconds long, that's that's the limit like if they're like eight minutes long of a speed like a time lapse like i don't i'm not gonna mm. sit there for eight minutes i got other shorter videos to watch and the other big big part is uh the, when the camera moves around and it's already sped up it makes it much harder oh, to watch yeah i have a so like that too <laughs> there, there's a way to manage that where you uh have a second navigator window on a different monitor and then you record that monitor instead of your main monitor. I tried that. It doesn't show you. Oh, interesting. I tried that and the quality is like severely reduced. Like I couldn't figure out how to get like, like there's something in the, uh, the resolution that goes to shit. Well, there's gotta be something that you can do because other people have done it. It's just a matter of uh, figuring it out. Well, procreate kind of does it for you. I think CS, like have CSP in... does too. Yeah. Uh, for the ones I have that don't move around, it's just, it's, I never change the size of the canvas. That's it. You just got to keep that canvas the same size the whole time. <laughs> well, can't do I it, man. Done it in a while, though. Yeah. <laughs> got to zoom it a in. challenge. Well, speaking so, of, you yeah, know. It's not a fun process. To... <laughs> speaking of, you know, just you doing what you want to do. Uh, if you were starting over again right now. And you're looking at the marketing options available to you, self-promotion, social media stuff. Would Instagram still be a part of that equation? Or would you be doing focusing on something else? And if so, what would that be? I'm trying to think if I if I should take that like literally and be like, if I was starting over now, I wouldn't know anything about anything. But uh take what you know now and then start uh having no social media presence whatsoever. Um, I can't, I oh mean, I can't even imagine that because I've oh, just always had somewhat of a social media presence, like be it p posting on Facebook or whatever. I don't know. If I was starting out now, I'd probably be freaking out. Like, why have why hasn't anything happened yet? Um, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I would probably be, I would probably look at Instagram and be like, oh, cool. There's a lot of popular artist i'm looking at twitter now because I, I my twitter following is pretty bad so it, it is almost like i'm starting over there's no one from instagram i can't get anyone from instagram to go to twitter so i'm like building a new following there and it, it does feel like i'm starting over i'm like okay this is what's popular here that's kind of working street fighter stuff is what i've been latching on to uh <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's like, I'm looking at these other artists with like a similar following that I have on Instagram, but I'm like, wow, they have so many followers. How can I get to that? Yeah. You know, so I, I, get, have it. I guess it's that's a, what kind of what I was getting at. It's a is, weird. Uh, 
is, uh, you know, like what your, what you did oh. with Instagram in terms of like having that, like that constant presence. And, you know, I mean, there was a time, I guess, where you're like, oh, this Instagram thing is really hot. Um, here's what I'm going to do to sort of like keep that ball in the air. Now you're sort of like turning your focus away. Oh, from I mean, that. it wasn't, so I guess that wasn't I'm like, the thought process that, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That definitely wasn't like the, uh, I was just like, yay, people are liking my stuff more. So I'll stick with Instagram, I guess. Uh, and then it became like a means for money and stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the, I guess what I, I was, was wondering like, is like taking every, like all of your experience, like if you, like Moose said, if you still knew you had all of your knowledge, but you're like, you don't have hundred thousand followers on Instagram and you're kind of starting fresh in the social media landscape. Just if you had some ideas of like, well, I, I would focus more in like a, a different area to accomplish the same goal, I guess, but. I'm going to be doing a presentation uh, this week on Thursday. And one of the slides is going to be a brief overview of all the social media platforms because these people are, are just uh, entering their, what would, what would, what would be their college years if they were, um, going through college, but instead they're considering doing self-learning instead of going to college. Um, but so it's not going to be until like several years later that they're actually going to be able to using this advice. So it's just a really brief overview. Twitter, it's all networking. You are supportive and reply to uh, other people positively, uh, their posts. You retweet them, you reply to them, you like them. That's it. That's, twi that's Twitter in a nutshell. That's how you grow on Twitter. Um, you post your own stuff and you make it shareable so, of, so that they can retweet it. Um, and generally speaking, don't be a jerk because that's uh, one of the worst places to be a jerk is on Twitter because that's shareable as well. Um, I think there isn't there like data to suggest that like that could actually help you though. Maybe not well, on Twitter, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. Situation. All, all the hate that this He-Man show is getting is actually getting them more views. This new Kevin Smith He-Man. I don't know. Someone's probably heard of it in the chat. Yeah. Kevin Smith. Sorry, keep going. Continue. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so negativity does spread faster on social media. You just have to be in the right when it spreads. So if somebody says something bad about you, but you are actually in the right, then it will spread better. Um, for example, when Aaron Carter stole that one wolf image, and uh, they went to, they actually went to court over it. He was in the, it was drama, but for them it was positive because they were in the right. The artist was in the right. Although I bet I, I, yeah, but also I bet Aaron Carter that was not his. He's not. I feel like he's not smart enough to like be conscious of that. Anyway, that we could have a no, Aaron, Aaron Carter, Carter podcast was, at some point. He, he was stupid. That's what got the other guy to be in the right. Aaron Carter was in the wrong. And that was good for the other person. Aaron Carter, man, he's, uh, I, well, I, I haven't heard about him much lately, but man, for a while he was doing a bunch of like, like just dumb shit for, uh, he's clearly like not, uh, in a good spot. I don't know. Mentally. No, but he's getting a lot of press from it. So. <laughs> Maybe that's good for him, but in the short term, it was better for, uh, the, for the artist who also got a settlement out of it, which is plus. Oh damn! He was really um, aggressive about it too. That Aaron Carter, like being like super dickish, you know, like 
unapologetic, like very like like doubling down on it. And that I think made it easier for the artist to get compensated for it because it's like obviously like this guy's being an asshole. You know what's you know what I heard about like all like lawsuits is like sometimes like they don't even get paid. Like the people that win, like a lot of times don't like get the money. Like you don't hear about where the money goes or when it's paid. Well, and uh, there's a famous there's a famous one that I can't think of. I think it might have been the Papa John's one or something. I don't I don't know. Someone got sued for millions of dollars and they never paid it basically. And I heard that's like a pretty common thing. It wouldn't shock me. Um, so. <laughs> the more money's involved, the more lawyers are involved, the uh, more money the lawyers can figure out ways to uh, divert to themselves rather than to the client. So that's not shocking. That's another thing is like lawsuits are so expensive on both sides that like even if you win, you might be like breaking even after like all the lawyer fees and stuff. So. I don't know. I haven't... Uh... So most of my experience has been through either secondhand, like people have told me what happened to them or what uh, I've been through myself. And I have never been to, through a lawsuit and I don't know anybody that has. So I can't really add too much to it other than I guess it's possible because I've watched Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Still haven't made it through Breaking Bad, but I'm on like season like three, I think right now. Anyway, it's good. Good with, show. Uh, good show. Yeah. Uh, the other things I wanted to mention as far as social media stuff goes is uh, there's two things to take, uh, a few things to uh, keep in mind. Either um, it's you go to the clients where they are, and that's like Reddit and Facebook groups where you know who your audience is, and then you find where they're already congregating. It could be some forums that are like that. Um, the other things to be interested in are uh, if they're evergreen or not. So if somebody is browsing for something related to what you've made seven years after you've posted it, will they find it? And that's really only possible on Pinterest and uh, YouTube. So uh, those are things to keep in mind. Uh, and the other one was uh, if it has a good search algorithm. So can someone find you even though they don't know you exist? And YouTube has that, Pinterest has that, TikTok has that. Um, Maybe DeviantArt as well, but who uses DeviantArt? True, true. That's a podcast. We got to find somebody who's just still just fucking killing it on DeviantArt and be like, yeah, what's going on there? There um, are still like big, big name, like Art Germ still posts on that a lot. I don't know if you guys know Art Germ. Yes, family. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he still posts on that regularly. I mean, like whenever he posts on. I think that's where he got his like start. But anyway, they're trying to make a, a new thing. Like they're sponsoring like Stumpy Fongo and uh, some other people to try to promote that they're trying to do a comeback and be a better place for artists than Instagram. That's their the crux. Going to be rough. <laughs> so a question it's like that, Instagram saying okay. it's going to be better than TikTok. Like yeah, I don't. Anyway, continue. No, it's all good. Um. The uh, a question that's semi related to the what would you do now if you were starting over question, but maybe better focused is what are you doing now in terms of social media and like self marketing? Like, what is your you're not taking Instagram so seriously? I know you've been messing with YouTube a little bit. 
you know, what do you, what are you feeling right oh, now? I'm what not are you super, fo- I'm more focused on like getting an industry job at this point, which I have. Hey, um, but like, so generally that means doing work that wouldn't work on any platform, really like portfolio work. No one cares about unless it's like a cool character turnaround. So, uh, I'm kind of just making that choice to, uh, still doing little quick sketches on Instagram to, for the, for the fans. But, um, yeah, mostly I'm just focusing on like storyboard portfolios and stuff like that to, uh, to get a job in the animation industry eventually. So you're kind of moving away from the self-propelled freelance life into something more stable. Yes. Which is, uh, it's, I'm making pretty good cash, but yeah, it is like stressful to, uh, like a a month or a few weeks ago, I put out a, a like a post, like call for commissions because I was in a little bit of a decline, but I put that post out. I got like 50 commissions. So <laughs> like, Oh cool. They still do like me. Thank you. I, I mean, they're okay. Th- that is a good conversation though. Like I would, if you want to work in the industry, then like you should not care about social media. There, like there's plenty of people working in the industry that have a shitty like social media presence. And it's mostly because, uh, like industry work doesn't do well on on like social media platforms. So so if you're focusing all your energy into doing work or like a social media thing, like you're in a way kind of like screwing yourself over because you're not working on portfolio work. Like focus on that portfolio work. But then yeah. it's 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 uh like all my friends in the industry are like like how do I get a better like like Instagram, like they all want, everyone wants the other things. It's just kind of funny. It's kind of like but, uh, actors who want to be musicians and musicians who want to be actors and so, so on and so forth. But um, um, I would say, I mean, that's a good thing to l- look into though. Don't think you're going to get jobs from like drawing half naked ladies all the time. So <laughs> social media is great. If you want to be a um, freelance artist or an independent artist it is not so great. If you want to get industry work. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, NDA stuff is an issue too, you know, and the, I mean, the, the social media conversation keeps happening. And one of the reasons that I keep wanting to submit people to it (laughs) is that, you know, especially with like Instagram, people have this, because it's had such a massive influence, people have this idea that it's, it's this, uh, like you just have to do it, you know, but there is like a emperor has no clothes kind of effect where it's like when you really start digging in what's really under the surface Love to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I mean, there, there are the exceptions. I know, like, I don't know if you know, Zach Retz, he, he got his, I think he, he said he got his start, like from someone noticing his work on Instagram. So, I mean, it can happen, but most of the, time i mean he was doing like portfolio style work so that's probably why he got got recognized but i have like art directors that like my stuff all the time and i'm i'm always like because i'll check i'll be like who's like this shit like i don't know rad uh, what's his name the guy that made kipo he likes all my pictures shout out to you if you're watching this for some reason 
I think that's I'm, an invitation I'm always like, for once you. you gonna, when, once you gonna like DM for that job? Like, that's it's you. Not gonna, it's not happening. You have to take <laughs> up that mantle. You have yeah. to make that effort because he's he's saying I like you over and over again, and you're saying, well, take the next step also. But really, it's you have to take the next step. You're probably right. It's all those. Uh, I was telling you guys before how like I have a friend that just like gives me personal emails to like all these art directors. I probably shouldn't say that. I won't drop his name. <laughs> But every time I'm like, dude, I want to work on the show. That'd be so cool. He's just like, oh, here's like so and so's email. Like, give him a email. I'm like, I, I does does that work? Like, how do I you think cold that's how the industry works? Somebody? Yes, I think it's a bit like say you introduction. You say uh, who it is the person that gave you that uh, that email and why they gave it to you, and that's your intro to them. I, I would. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I thought you were asking me like right now. I was like, I I would say because he he is high up there, but uh. That's all I have to say. I know someone yeah. high up there. That's all I want to get. As long as us. they know that person, and <laughs> if they ask that person and they say, yes, I, I sent them your way, you're good. But if they ask that person and they say, I have no idea who you're talking about, then you're in the shit. So don't make up those lies. True. Well, I mean, it's that, and all, you need like the portfolio, too. It's not just uh, like who knows who. You have to be good enough to do the, the job, so... Which I am. Uh, Bards in chat says uh, that's how he gets his work from uh, cold call uh, email references that he's been given from other people. So get on it. Right on. Lawrence, uh, I'm going to hit you up. Yeah. The, the effort that you're making into industry work, there's something that you got going oh, on. Shit. Now. Oh, shit. Oh, Sorry. What? what happened? Push ups. Oh, my God. <laughs> got to make All a right, note. All right, fine. Let's do it. Oh, at what? Everybody's breaking for push-ups? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do push-ups on my desk. Oh, is he doing them too? Moose is doing them. I'm doing them on my desk. Champion. But I'm Champion also making Moose. a note love of the timestamp so I can edit that out as well. I don't know. This might be the <laughs> most <sorry>. edited... <laughs> podcast that, that well, we'll you, have. You have an entire week to do it, Joby. <sighs> That's going to happen I'll edit Sunday. it. Actually, no, don't hold me to that. Uh. <laughs> um, oh, I'm seeing Moose get up now. How much of a delay is this on? Uh, don't watch the stream, yeah, dude. Switches. That's not going to do you any one, good. <laughs> I got to make but sure I, Moose isn't talking trash in the... Uh... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I want to I wanna ask you about your... Uh, forays into the industry work because that's just starting to happen for you now and it's happening in a big way i know you can't talk too much about this i uh, can you you can say who you're working for is that correct i think so i i will i just will um i'm it's, more i got a gig for nickelodeon oh i was gonna it's say like a, it starts with an I, n rhymes with belodeon <laughs> Balonian, or I mean, no, they're cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's like a concept art job. It's kind of like weird to explain. That's all I can explain about it. It's uh, I'm doing concept art for a Nickelodeon show. That it's well, the return of the Adventures of Pete and Pete. You can say it right here. <laughs> no I'm kidding. And I wish. It's kind of funny the way I got. I don't know if that was going to be your next question, but uh, the way I got it was not 
from Instagram. It wasn't from Meat Canyon. It wasn't from my art school connections. Um, in high school, I was on a swim team, and uh, someone on that team remembered me, and they're now like a producer of the show I'm working on. And they just like hit me up through Facebook. Good thing I check. I never check Facebook. <laughs> and I just happened to check it like a week ago. <laughs> and I saw this message that like just came in and I was like, yes, yes, I'm available. Like, and that's kind of, yeah, I knew a guy on swim team and I, now I work at Nickelodeon. So for yeah. like this one gig, it's not like a, it's just like a contract type of deal, but yeah. Yeah, but that's how it starts, though. You know, you put that in your portfolio, you put that on your resume, and I'm sure that's going to have ripple effects. Um, it's hilarious about the the swim team. Um, that wasn't my next question, but what was is the um, effect of your previous material. Uh, so, like last last week, we had Cami uh, Vite on and talking about how not safe for work material may or may not, you know, affect your uh, career opportunities. And, you know, from her explanation, uh, it, it seems like it doesn't necessarily have to have any effect. And uh, I'm uh, intrigued by your step into Nickelodeon, because this is sort of like another underscore that, you know, if you're uh, drawn, not that your stuff, your stuff isn't like, so crazy risky it's like not like super raunchy but you know it's uh it's not i, I wouldn't say it's kid friendly <laughs> so for like nickelodeon to be like yeah, yeah let's hire that guy um i assume that there was no like conversation about that or like nobody you know nobody like dug around in there your was. social media there was okay let's hear it I don't, I don't think anyone i don't think anyone's i don't know if they've looked at my instagram but i wish for my portfolio i showed them like my art station stuff and if you go there now, like all I pushed all my family friendly stuff like to the top. So you don't have to look far to find the other stuff. So, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it worked. Like the guy, the my friend from the swim team, he's my friend now. Uh, he was like, you might want to like only show like family friendly stuff because I'm dealing with like producers that like aren't artists or whatever. Like, so they'll think like that's the type of work I'm gonna be giving them basically. It's really weird dealing with these producers. I mean, it's fine if they're watching, but it's it's definitely like an interesting uh, these like conversations we've had about like my sketches are like hilarious. I can't talk about them unfortunately, but it's no. But it's not along those lines of you've drawn the uh, stick figure and they're like, it's gonna close though, right? And you're like, yes, it'll have clothes on it. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Imagine worry drawing it. like a rock. And it's like a pretty good rock. And then someone else is like, but you got to change, you got to put this crack over there. And like this, like shading needs to go over there. Like, can you move that shading somehow? And I'm like, what? No one's going to care about that detail. Like, (laughs) sure, I'll move the shading. Like, it's it's a lot of stuff like that. Like, that reminds me of a, there was a, um, a movie, a documentary called The Man Behind the Poster about, uh, guy who was making poster art for like uh, the, the Star Wars movies and etc. And after the invention of uh, digital art and Photoshop, it started to be that the producers and whoever would want to start taking control of the poster more and 
because they knew that you, you could move things around. And so they were like, now it's my poster because I told you to change the composition of it pretty much. Yeah. Um, they're not like that. They're pretty, I mean, generally they're pretty uh, supportive of like the work I show and stuff. It's just kind of like every once in a while the, the details are like they, they'll have like notes on details that just don't just don't matter at all. Like, like I'm showing them like quick sketches right now, but which is might be like a detriment, but because uh, <laughs> they're like looking at certain line qualities and stuff, and they're like that line's a little thin right there. Like it's just a, I, it's a quick sketch, bro. Uh, and I know people are watching, going like that's obviously like you should fix that, but it's I, I can't explain it uh, without like giving away the project. <laughs> so so. uh Obviously, I know when a note is like something I should fix, and when it's it's not. I still do push-ups during our Zoom meetings, though. So <laughs> At a, that alarm is like permanent. I'll be taking a nap and hear it, and I'm like, "Damn it, push-ups!" It's fucking impressive, anyway. man. I like this is that's kind of intense, dude. Like, because I've I've tried similar things in the past, and I've always been like, "Ah, oh, I can't do that right now." And you're like interrupting like fucking like meetings with producers at Nickelodeon. <laughs> like, hold on, bro, I gotta do push-ups. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. T- it takes like ten seconds, so I guess it's not too much. Do you and literally I, say I, I, I have to do push-ups, or you're like, uh, I gotta get some water real quick? <laughs> I'm like, I gotta do push-up. My push-up alarm just went off. I got it. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta, I gotta do push-ups real fast. So, all right, cool. That's literally what I say. <laughs> And I used I wor- to draw. I work for Meat Canyon. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And I used to draw big boobs, you know, for for a living. So take that, Mister Producer. So all of this is to say that, like, you didn't have to take it out of your portfolio entirely. So, like, no one was like, um, no, that's not going to work. You basically just had to kind of tone it down a little bit. Well, I mean, if you go to my art station, I made a new little folder, which is the folder I showed them with like all my like family friendly stuff, which I I have a lot. Surprise! I thought I was going to have a hard time finding it, but I have I guess I have a lot. But uh, that's the only folder I showed them I, or I gave them a link to. But it's not hard to like just navigate out of that folder and see what else I got going on. So like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but. It, they like me, so yeah. That's cool. what's in, that's what's interesting is you know like you hear like in the you know corporate world of getting hired and like oh they're gonna dig through like all of your Twitter posts and all of your social media and it's sort of like this word of caution that you hear repeated like be careful of you know what you share what you do on social media because that shit and I'm sure in some jobs that's definitely more of a risk factor than others. I I don't know. Yeah. I guess I just kind I of keep like, all my racist stuff on a secret <laughs> account. So never find they'll never find it um but i don't think i have i'm always like kind of like aware of that i mean it might seem if i ever i don't have any like radical opinions out there anywhere just because i'm not a opinionated guy but uh like if i do have a weird opinion about something i'll just like kind of refrain from it's just like not my style i guess i don't know I'll just keep that stuff amongst my friends who I am racist to. (laughs) 
which is okay because you're mildly brown, I guess. I don't know. Do we need to edit this part How out, dare too? Like, I don't know. How this dare is. you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Moose is upset. Okay, we'll, we'll take it out. We'll take it out. I, I think just, just I love the moose reaction. You should, every time I say something, just edit in that moose reaction for like everything. Face palm. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I think that was in relation to the uh, the lag. Is it? What, are you still getting severe lag, dude? Or am I still severely lagging? It, it's you, yeah, but it's fine. I don't understand how it could be so bad. But Dave doesn't seem affected by it. I got that expensive internet dog. You pay like three fifty a month. No. $3.50. Joe, anyway, let's continue. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, so the, the, the stream that like this, anyway, whatever. The stream looks weird. Definitely don't don't look at that. Yeah, that's Joe's internet. Oh, you know what it is? I think my wife is watching something. She's streaming something upstairs, and that's probably fucking up. The good news is that the recording will be all right. And that, yeah, because I'm I'm recording it locally, so that's not it's not going to get fucked up. Anyway, well, the over talking will be. Yeah, that's a problem, no matter what, though. I'm just trying to get all the expressions in. You can write that off to my uh, my rudeness. Um, and uh, Dave, you can use all this practice for your next uh, 100 uh, expressions sheet fear whatever when i like re when i launch my next instagram uh campaign hit that 200 grand yo well let's get back to your industry work you, as you make these forays into the the industry and becoming you know uh, uh one of these like fancy highfalutin types are you gonna still keep doing work with uh with meat canyon and that kind of stuff too yeah i've told him like i'll always make time for his stuff unless i mean obviously there's going to be situations where i just don't have time like if he drops another 40 backgrounds on me with three days to go i'm probably not going to take that but uh um yeah i mean right now like he's still paying me more so <laughs> Like I'm pretty much just doing this Nickelodeon thing for the that for that word on my resume, and also yeah for possible future gigs. I think ultimately, like, I do want to end up in the studio circuit, <clears throat> which everyone tells me not to do, but I I I want that experience. But uh, I think uh, like honestly, the Meat Canyon connection is it's like the best thing in my career probably ever. So. There's when never going to be anything else like that unless another random animator just pops up, pops off out of nowhere, and I'm I happen to be there when it happens. Like it's just not going to happen. So when you do get assigned, well, asked to do work, but you don't have the time for it from Meat Canyon or somewhere else, do you refer them to a friend who can do the work, or do you uh, hope that they fail so that you can continue getting more work? Uh, he know he knows other people, so. Like the uh, this next pro this next cartoon he's working on this week, like I've opted out, and he was like, "All right," and uh, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not like worried about like getting 
locked or like ghosted by meat canyon or whatever because it's an intense gig again 40 backgrounds in three days for the bob the builder cartoon there's not a lot of people that would want to do that so <laughs> it's a rough uh, it can be it can be rough i'm fast um i use that to my advantage uh i'm sure if anyone else could do that they would charge a lot more i'm a little more i'm pretty generous or you know i should probably charge him more but he pays me well it's a tough gig to fill unless it's like 10 backgrounds or something why is that deadline so tight like why is that that's so crazy because i mean i don't know if you are you like familiar with his like output of work he like generally releases a cartoon every like for a while it was every week and that was pretty nuts and now it's like every two weeks and uh i think he's he has like it's a larger crew now and he spends more time on the writing so i think i think he'll spend a few days on like the writing and then he'll give he has like a storyboard artist that might take a few days to do the storyboards and then uh that's when he'll send the storyboards to me and then we just kind of have to <laughs> and the animators by the way who also have to do the work in the same amount of time and we just got to rush it out pretty much. So it's never like the most finished work, unfortunately. But uh, it, yeah, uh, it works for him. So Vaguely familiar. I mean, I've, I've watched, watched some of his stuff and, you know, I'm uh, you know familiar enough with it. Uh, I, I don't know. I just for some reason, I guess I just would have imagined that there was more like advanced planning, like even though he's putting them out so fast, it's like, OK, at least like. A couple weeks <laughs> what am i doing two weeks I from think, now uh, yeah it's i don't know I, I think like some of his ideas he does start thinking of like a little more in advance but since like the yeah the the production is so intense like you can only focus on the one cartoon for that like two week period so i think like the day he releases it like on sunday that's the day he's like rushing to write the next script <laughs> to start the next one. So it's, it's rough. It's not an ideal way to work. It probably won't. Uh, I doubt it'll continue like that going into the future. But uh, for now, that's, that's how it is. And I'm pretty proud of what it, like he's accomplished and what we've been able to put out there. So it's, it's fun and I can do it. So, <laughs> It's an awesome thing. I mean, I, I love this like a concept that, you know, like small, like that's a very small operation that he's doing, you know, and, you know, that you got so much work for it and paid so well for it. You know, it's like this testament to what the possibilities are and what the options are, you know, if you have the, the skills and the, and the dedication. Um, as far as like other types of commissions go, like, have you set that aside? Like if you get hit, do you still get hit up on Instagram and do you just kind of forego all of that now? Um, I'm not doing like five a day like I used to, but, um, I, I do have a number of commissions I'm working on now from that type, from that like route, because I put that call for commissions out like a few weeks ago and I got like 50 commissions and I, for some reason took them all so i'm gonna be like mowing through that mountain of stuff for the next month or two and uh 
to have that going on. I'm always like, I'm again, I'm so used to working on uh, a lot of stuff. So, because again, back in the day when like Meat Canyon was first coming up and we were doing cartoons every week, I was still doing like sometimes like four commissions a day on top of like the backgrounds I was doing for him, on top of like some other. I was doing like comic stuff too, so and comics gotta be a workhorse, man. What? Comics comics are terrible. Yeah, comics are fun, but they're yeah, they're not that fun to work on. (laughs) And the and the pay isn't super great, right? The the uh, the private commissioner that was paying me last year, like kept me alive through the pandemic so he was pretty in that case it was pretty good the comics were terrible some of them are on my art station you can go look at them i didn't write them just keep that in mind (laughs) uh but i think in general yeah like uh i don't know like isn't like dc they pay like 200 a page or 300 so if you're doing like on the artist a couple pages a day it could be, I mean, you'll, you'll have no life, but it could be pretty good. I wouldn't so do it. How do uh, the commissions you're getting today compare to the commissions you were getting earlier? And you're, like when you first started, you started for, you're starting out, you're doing like $40 commissions and they weren't taking very long. Are you spending more time on your commissions now or how does their pay stack up? Um, the pay is better. They don't, they don't. I try to give the illusion that they take longer, but I uh, they don't take that long, honestly. <laughs> um, That's people, the ideal people, way, yeah. When someone like commission, especially a guy like me, when they commission me, they're probably expecting what they see on my Instagram. Those sketches take me like thirty minutes. Some like pops. Some some of them take an hour sometimes, but but uh. So every once in a while, there's like the. Uh, I'll, I'll still get the pressure of like, oh, I got to do something good now. Like I got to spend time. And then I just remind myself like, oh, they just like the stuff they see. I can just make it look like that. I try to make it look better. Some of the stuff on my Instagram is pretty messy, but. Um, and then, yeah, I'll usually like finish it and give it to them like three days later just to like give the illusion. I spent a long time on it, but uh, the old. Uh, if you're watching this, thank you for your commissions. That sounds like the uh, it was a it was a thing on uh, Star Trek where uh, they said to um, it was uh, Scotty in the episode TNG where he showed up through a time machine type thing and he said you got to lie to your captain and tell them it's going to take you three times longer than it's actually going to take you so that way when you do it in half the time they think you're a miracle worker so it's marketing yeah. I'm I'm doing that with Nickelodeon too like I can do again if you're watching thanks for hiring me but uh. I, I like kind of sl- force myself to like slow down on the work I'm doing for them. Cause I could easily do again, if you're watching this, <laughs> I could easily do like 50 sketches a day if I really wanted to, but then they would expect 50 sketches a day. So and that I, would like, ruin your hands. It's the problem. The long, I wouldn't be able run. to work on my dope Instagram commissions. <laughs> and also they're not, again, they're not paying me like they're paying me good, but not that much. Like, you gotta, you know. <laughs> Do you have a, a calculation for determining your commission prices? You can be as specific as you want to, or you know, just or vague. You know, do you have like a 
how do you go about deciding, well, you know, like what I should charge? Do you kind of roughly hourly it or what? No, it's just a, like a flat rate. Um, it's like, I'll just say it's like within, it's in, it's like a hundred, hundreds of dollars. That's what I'll say for a commission. <laughs> but, uh, I got there from like just slowly building it up and seeing what people would, I'm sure I could like raise it even more still now. Like people don't seem to care. But, uh, yeah, if you're able to get 50 uh, commissions out of a single post, then yeah, it's an indication that you're not charging enough. That's the thing. But or you not? not I, may, I mean, I made like more. five figures off it. Of, at like a certain point, it's like a lot. It, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, what am I comfortable with charging people? And uh, you're right. I could probably raise it. It's usually the opposite problem, right? It's usually that the person's not getting enough commissions, so they're not charging enough. So um, you happen to be in a good situation where you're both making a worthwhile amount of money, and every time you open your mouth and say you're open for commissions, it jumps up to be a sizable amount. So that's a good problem to have. You're in a good position to be not charging quote-unquote as much as you could, but yeah, that's not a, it's not hurting you in this case. Here's the other thing is I don't I don't really like doing commissions. That's another reason I'm moving into the commission. I mean the industry uh, animation territory. There, uh, you get a lot of like. Just uh, again, if you commission me, thank you. <laughs> but most a of the time, it's, it's like uh, draw this, draw this girl with like her like her boobs out, dude. <laughs> Or draw my mom's dead cat, right? And you have to draw a dead cat. It's a remembrance portrait. You're like, oh, this is sad. This I'm drawing this cute animal, and it happens to have passed already. Yeah, it it feels like a a more expensive version. (laughs) Yeah, draw my mom dead. She's nice. Um, it's like a more lucrative version of what I was doing at lego land of like caricatures basically i'm doing the same thing just in a different style for more money and that's the original reason i wanted to not work at lego land anymore but it's i mean it is I, the bigger paycheck helps so i i don't know i didn't have a point i was making there i make lots of money is what i'm saying I love hearing that. Rent a room. So. <laughs> well, I love hearing that because you know think, we want artists to hear, "Hey, you can make money doing this." And it goes to yeah. my point of uh, when people are not getting enough commissions, it's about finding more people to reach out to, and you are able to do that through your Instagram because you have a, a very large reach. So a lot of people are rejecting your request, but there's even more people. There's a, enough people that are accepting it. Yeah, I should also say like. I, I'm willing to do like mountains of work. So you have to have that mentality. You have to be able to do the work to, for it to be it, this like amount of commissions could easily take someone else like a year to get through where uh, I'm giving myself like a month to do it. So <laughs> I'm already through like most of them also. So yeah, for context, uh, uh, Steve sketches takes about uh, a year to do 50 commissions. So Jesus, yeah. I mean, his stuff's more detailed. So I mean, I guess that makes sense, but yeah. Yeah, he's spending hours per one. So it could be uh, anywhere from uh, six to, uh, 20 hours for a piece from him. So Stuff looks good, good for him. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like, I'm really fast. Uh, I get fast, but I mean, 
I, I think I built that up through doing caricatures for like 15 years. So I'm just used to like cranking out like 40 sketches a day every day. So caricature sketches, not commissions. To, I do like two a day now. So, <laughs> well, let's fast forward five years from now and you got like a solid gig at like your dream job the venture bros movie what would that supposedly happening quick tangent what would that be like what what's your dream gig i don't think i have like a like a i don't know mega destination i'm looking at like i I hope i like rule the world in five years it's more just like i hope i get an entry-level job at a (laughs) at a like a decent studio so if that happens in the next five years i feel like it's going to happen this year but uh, it happened nickelodeon they're okay you're so reasonable if it it, uh i mean that's aim high but also like be realistic too Uh, in five years i hope to have had a few industry gigs that's my goal that's the answer to that question and then yeah, uh, homeless in 10 years <laughs> i'll have lost it all somehow in vegas <laughs> hey oh, it's your fantasy neat. man whatever you want whatever you you want to do uh yeah i just i love it because like everybody that i know is like you know oh, i gotta work it you know blah 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 like super top tier uh not everybody that i know but that's like the you know i hear you hear that more often than not and you're like, uh, you know, if I got a good thing, that that'd be all right, you know, whatever. It's all that's all good. Well, cuz it used to be like work like Disney or something like that, but it's like I don't know, I'm reading these like like contracts and stuff. Like sometimes they make you like not allowed to share any of your sketches. I heard that was a thing at Disney. I don't know if it still is, but in that case, that would kill my entire Instagram like career if I can't share like any sketches. Like, are you kidding? So you mean any at all, or just like the work that you do for them? I heard at a point at like some. I don't know if it's like this anymore, but I heard at like some point, uh, like, like the I like any sketches in your sketchbook were like owned by I don't know if it was Disney or whatever company did that. I think it was Disney because. I heard um, for the Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, like a like a producer like saw Tim Burton's sketch. I'm gonna I don't know if this is the, I might be making this up, but like a, someone saw his sketch in his sketchbook and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna use that," I guess. And I guess they were nice enough to give him the director position too. But, but just the idea, like again with this. Uh, nickelodeon thing um if they make merchandise off of my design i get nothing that was like part of the contract so that kind of sucks like obviously i just gotta make sure to not make it cute so nobody buys it uh wade in the but, um, in the chat uh wade has done uh work in the movie industry and he's confirming that it's less right, the case Deadpool. now yeah it's less the case now um but uh it it has been in the past that uh, that seems so extreme man like 
everything that you draw is like under their fucking umbrella. That's wild. Yeah. Again, I don't, I'm not an authority on this. I, I heard that at one point at within the, uh, at some point, but I, now that I think about it, I would want to work on a Netflix show to go back to the, what I want to do in five years, Netflix show. Hit me up, Lawrence. Okay, so Still watch. <laughs> so in, in in five years, you've got the Netflix show, and uh, they let you share your other personal work. They don't have you under some kind of psychotic contract. Um, is there personal work? Are there personal projects? You know, if you had, oh, you also have extra time in this fantasy that we're creating for you. You work for Netflix. They let you share your shit, uh, and you have time and energy left over for your own personal stuff. Do you have things in the, in the works or ideas for that? No, I don't think so. That, no, man. <laughs> I mean, there's always like the fantasy of like, ha- like, yeah, I want to, my own creator owned comic or something like that. I, I have hoping... a studio or a company that's been reaching out for me to do that. And I'm too lazy to make it happen. So, so realistically, like, I, it's not going to happen if it's if I'm left up to my own devices. <laughs> like uh, bigger projects are tougher to me, tougher for me to to get through. Oh, on I my see. Own. I was hoping that you were going to say that Super Neighbors was going to become like a thing because that is fucking awesome, and people need to check out Super Neighbors on webtoons because it's bonkers. Oh, thank you. And, and and I know that it's you know you're 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 not. Uh, you're not betting the house on super neighbors, but I'm just hoping that it's not going to die. I'm hoping that it's going to continue. You're going to, you'll keep contributing to it. We'll see. Cause I, oh, I keep forgetting. I'll have like bursts every once in a while where I put out like three at a time and then I have it all written out. It's just a bunch of gags. It's not like a co- coherent story, but, uh, and then I'll forget about it. I'll be like, Oh, uh, I haven't uploaded there, but it's funny. You mentioned super neighbors is they're also, they also kind of like boosted my Instagram back in the day. Like the first two, the the second super neighbors comic is my most liked post on Instagram, like ever. So had 41,000 likes at one point. Now it's down to like 38,000 for some reason. Like, I I don't know what's going on there, but I have a screenshot of the 41,000. Uh, but yeah, so I, that, that is like one thing I'm proud of that wasn't like fan art that, uh, helped me out, I guess. And, uh, I think, uh, real, I mean, if I were to continue it in a serious way, I would probably hire like a writer that knows what they're doing that I would feed my ideas to, and then they could like make it cool. So (laughs) it's good stuff. I'm not, maybe I'm not just trying to like build you up with hokum it hits i mean you like you say it's like oh it's just gags but man that's sometimes that's some of the best shit you know the stuff that you're just like you're just like letting let it go you know what i mean like i don't have to invest a lot of emotional stock in this this is just making me smile this is super fun sometimes that's where the best shit comes from right that's why i asked about personal projects because it's like you obviously have fun when you're cutting loose and you're just like doing your thing it's fun to to watch for sure. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm, 
this is all my like not so sly way of being like where's it at man it's tough to keep it like it the spur of the moment stuff is the most fun but when you like stretch that out into like a month-long project like yeah you'll you'll definitely forget uh, like mo- like what inspired you sometimes working on the meat canyon stuff like it starts with like a just like a dumb joke that we both think is funny or he thinks is funny but that joke quickly becomes very unfunny when you <laughs> are like watching it over and over again and like just working on it and saying the lines and stuff um i think that happens just to anybody working on long-term projects yeah, fair enough. It just becomes a labor. <laughs> I'm curious to know a little bit more too about that thing that you mentioned a little while ago about a studio that's been trying to get you to create something, like something that that like a an original project from you. They want you to put something yeah, out. Yeah, there was a French comic book company called like Webtoon Canvas or so it's like the French webtoon. I don't know why they reached out to me, a uh, English speaking man. Uh, but yeah, they they've been like reaching it. Like they well, they haven't talked to me in like months because I haven't done anything. But uh, they asked me if I had any like ideas I wanted to like turn into a comic, and they they had like like uh, like money too. They were gonna throw my way. It wasn't like you might get paid. It was like you will get paid if you turn out like this many like issues or something like that. And uh, so I, I don't. I have a, I have a, I had a few like story ideas, but like it's it's writing so hard, man. I don't know. It's so hard to like tie everything together in a like an interesting logical way, and then stay like interested in that idea for longer than like two days as well <laughs> that's a hard part so every once in a while i'll like i'll open that file back up again and start kind of like picking at it but i don't think it's gonna really go anywhere honestly <laughs> is that the thing that holds you up the most is the uh the uh the writing part of it like making the story coherent oh yeah if someone like just comes to me with a script like I, that's easy would but, it be? Uh, would it, it? But so it wouldn't be worth it to you to try and find a writer for that project. Ah, uh, because I want to keep all the money. <laughs> they Fair might enough. be worth it. I don't know. It's a lot of work too. Like comics. It's it's a. I can draw a lot, but uh, comics it like takes it to a whole another level. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. We, I, it, it might happen. It's probably not kind of happen <laughs> yeah we talked to uh, uh scuba steve myers uh, a couple weeks ago about indie comics and um i don't know it, it's i it's strange like as popular as comics are and you know they make the publishers money it seems like the artists could get paid more but i mean if you're an indie yeah that's another thing i could pr- potentially just like publish it myself and probably make a decent amount but then that's on the back end i would do a lot of work up front and so that's tough too it's a i don't know i don't know how like image comic creators do it because it seems like in that case like you have to do most of the work up front and then pitch it to them 
and then they publish it and then you get paid like years later it's like how did you make that comic (laughs) like you know these are questions that we need to ask the pros need to lawrence (laughs) sorry i don't don't know why i keep (laughs) well he spoke up he popped his head up that that means that we take aim at him um well coming i don't think he's even here anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah he'll be around don't worry um but coming into our our wrap-up man uh moose did you have any follow-ups or anything you didn't get to ask no i just want to uh point out that uh Dave has been playing video games more on his Twitch streams than he's been doing art. I wanted to check in why he was doing that. I don't know, because they're fun. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't really have a plan for like Twitch. Like I don't want it to become like a I think there was a point where my Twitch was like popping off like a long actually this goes back to like meeting Meat Canyon. At one point I was getting like 80 viewers at a time, which was a lot for me. And I uh, raided Meat Canyon, and that's how I... Um, he had, like, seven followers. <laughs> so I initially met him. And, uh, and like, when, that ha- when I was getting all those, like, viewers, it, it just felt weird. Like, all of a sudden, like, drawing felt like a job instead of, like, something I've been doing for fun. And so I just, like, immediately just stopped drawing. <laughs> like, I just killed that accidentally. And, uh... I don't know, man. Twitch is just, uh, it's like an excuse for me to play video games. I still draw there, though. I drew there today. But yeah, I, I just don't want it to feel like a job, like that I have to like do it. I don't even have like subs set up or like, I think I do have donations set up, but no one ever, there's no alerts or anything. So <laughs> it's definitely like a self-indulgent, like I don't even care. I'm talking to myself. Like I don't care who's watching. It's it's for me. And uh yeah, that video games are where I'm at right now. <laughs> it was such a dad question too. Like, were you playing video games? Did you get all your homework done? <laughs> Probably not. But <laughs> that was just funny because I, I I had hung out with him for the past few nights when he was playing uh, Final Fantasy X uh, with a Titus only run for some reason. So. Well, I mean, in that case, I mean, that's if you're if you've been following my channel for a long time, I've played Final Fantasy X like five times or something over the course of like two years. <laughs> so a lot of people know know that I like Final Fantasy X and it was recently like its 20th anniversary, like two weeks ago or something. So it's 20 years old, which is crazy. But uh, that's why I'm playing it right now. But the last night goes- was... Yeah, sorry, keep going. This all goes to say, like, yeah, you can have avenues that are just for fun. You don't have to be uh, Mr. Social Media and optimizing all of your accounts at all times. Some of them can just be whatever, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have, like, no life, so those moments are my, like, vacation. I had dental surgery, like, a few days ago, and I had to spend, like, a day in bed because I was in so much pain. That was like my first vacation in a very long time. <laughs> I was like sitting there in bed like, oh, this is kind of nice. I'm not drawing 80 pictures right now. And then I also did an ultra marathon. Like running is my break. I run like 10 miles a day. That's my like time. That's my break. That's my lunch break. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a weird existence. Sure. 
for some reason I can't like <laughs> Streamlabs isn't letting me paste the link to your Twitch stream into the chat. Uh, Moose, I don't know if you have quick it. access to that. Uh, but... Yep, I already put it in with a shout out to you. Yeah. Oh, weird. We're good. Man, okay. Oh, now, oh shit. Now it like. <laughs> By the way, if anyone's uh, coming over for like Final Fantasy X, I'm, I don't, I think I'm going to like take a break. That was just for the anniversary thing. I don't think I'm going to like keep playing it. So. Nope, you're going to have to now, all the way through. Titus only from start to finish. <laughs> One stream. Shit. Oh, that's enough. I did play it all the way through for New Year's. It was a 20-hour stream. I, I'm on a standing desk. I played it all the way through. I chalk that up there with like my ultra marathon finishes. Like You were standing up the whole time? Standing, yeah. I think I sat down. I have a stool here, but for the most part, I was standing the whole time. You have such interesting ways of getting in shape, man. <laughs> Oh, and I was doing push-ups every hour, too. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Uh, Well, yeah, there's so many things to talk about in that by itself, but we'll save that for next time. Um, If if you want people to find out more about you, man, where would you like us to send them? Where would you like people to go to learn all about it? I don't know. Instagram, Dave Cave Draws on Instagram and Twitter. And here on Twitch, you already have the link. Uh, you could watch Meat Canyon videos, but no, I mean, I do the backgrounds. Sometimes I do the storyboards. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, there's not really much you can learn about me. <laughs> I beg to Other defer. than here on the Joby Door podcast. There's a, we had another, this is my second time on, so you can learn more stuff when I was shaving. Because there is a lot to learn about you. You make it difficult. You like to play coy and like keep people at arm's length, but we're we're curious, man. I just we're don't know how to talk at all. So it's it's hard to talk. Well, I'm so sorry that we made it so much harder on this time around. Um, I, my no, wife and I fun. are going to have to figure out some negotiation about uh, us both streaming things at the same time. Uh, There is one more question for you, though. Our trademark final question. Uh, Aside from work and personal projects and art and stuff, uh, what's one thing that's happening in the world right now that you're excited about? You know, I've been, uh, I mean, not to plug other people. I mean, I've been following this guy named Lord Spew. He's an artist. He's a like a storyboard artist here on Twitch. He does really fun, like drawing request streams where uh, he battles like other people in the industry and it's a fun time. And I have a lot of fun watching his streams and you can watch meat Canyon stuff. And, uh, I've been rewatching the house, the haunting of Hill house on Netflix. That's a good show. Should check it out. You guys watch that. You ever seen that? I watched reason. the movie a long time ago and that was enough disturbing stuff for me. No, it's not the, it's totally, it's not, it has nothing to do with the, whatever the mo- the shitty movie was. It's like a good show. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make a note Check it out. That. Check it out. It's, it's scary. You might, I don't know if you get scared, but it's I like a scared good by, show. It's, I get scared by scary stuff, but sometimes like horror and scary is like 
this is not scaring me. It's more of like a drama with like horror elements, but there are some like jump scares in it. Um, but they're like really well done. I don't know. I don't get scared. Very, I used to run up mountains at night without a light, so I don't do that anymore. But uh, <laughs> I don't it's know. It's hard if that's, to scare me. <laughs> I don't know if that's scary so much as just um, irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yeah. No, dude. It's just training. It's just training. Uh, if you want to know what's really <laughs> scary, you got to look at uh, people driving the way they do after drive after the pandemic. They're used to driving with nobody on the road. Now there's people on the road again. They're uh, driving you know, across the line on double yellow lines, and they're like, whoops, I guess I have to make you drive on the shoulder now so I can pass this other car. No. I thought you were going to say, like, do you know what's really scary? A woman driving. Oh! Bazinga! <laughs> well, pretty Sorry, soon we'll I'm, all I don't be, actually think that. <laughs> pretty soon we'll all be in Teslas driving themselves and Mars. It's fucking utopias on the way, man. Cool. Dave, thank you so much for being with us again, man. I I do apologize for the the technical mayhem and uh, the extra just talking, moves. more just more talking moves, over present, yeah, <laughs> more talking over than uh, than I even normally would. Um, so thanks for putting up with that and giving us some time, man. It was great to talk oh, to you, dude. I was afraid I was talking over you too much, like I just did, right? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I pre- it's always fun. It's uh, fun to see what you're doing with the Twitch art community. It really helps me feel like I matter on this platform for some reason. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't consider myself like a a good streamer, but you make me feel like I should be. Also, you're, yeah, you definitely like glitched out. For, you were like the Matrix for a second. Yeah, half green screen, which is interesting too. Uh, yeah, let's we, we won't worry about it. Um, I'll just say a, a smooth goodbye to you, man, and hit end on the.